Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not, I'm not, I'm not happy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX T-Backs podcast after dark right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, officially known as a sad boy during sad boy hours after dark. And of course, this guy next to me, he cheers me up. He makes me happy, but I don't think it's going to happen tonight. It's the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, the people want you to hit something with a bat. I have that thing on me, Jesse. I have that thing on me, and something will get hit. Don't worry, but that's we're gonna save that for a little bit later because I have um, I have some issues to work out. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And of course, we are now discussing an Arizona Diamondbacks series loss to the San Diego Padres when we were so everything was so happy, Jesse. Last time we did a show, it was what happened. The happiness is gone. It's all gone, right? It's just dried up. The well is dried. It is. Uh, yeah, it's pretty dry. Uh, Ryan Nelson uh, had all of us on cloud nine on Monday with his outstanding outing, arguably the best like major league debut ever uh, by a Diamondbacks pitcher. And things were going great yesterday, Derek, for a while. I mean, people were still on cloud nine through four innings when Merrill Kelly was throwing a perfect game. And, you know, the Diamondbacks had jumped all over the Padres early in the game and had a five nothing lead. Uh, and then things uh, pretty quickly spiraled out of control. We all know how the game ended yesterday. And then coming back today, uh, just a rough one all the way around. I think this one is maybe a little bit more excusable just because you have you Darvish against Tommy Henry, which is a very difficult pitching matchup from the Diamondbacks standpoint. Um, but all in all, it, it feels like this was a series the Diamondbacks could have won, maybe even should have won. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not the not the end result here from San Diego. Yeah, I think that's something I can agree with. Like the Diamondbacks were there. Uh, they won game one, five to nothing, seemed to kind of uh, have the Padres numbers in that win. Not to mention the fact that the Padres uh, continued a streak of lack of offense at Petco Park that carried over to game two until this idiot right here decided to tweet about it. And then everything ended. Right then, uh, of course, game two was a five nothing lead, just like game one that ended up becoming a meltdown. 
we're going to talk about the bullpen, but I'm not, I'm not pinning that entire loss on the bullpen. Like you said, we yeah. were kind of on cloud nine. Merrill Kelly seemed to be on cloud nine. And then he came back down to earth very quickly. And so did the Arizona Diamondbacks in game two. Game three, much more of a slugfest kind of back and forth affair. Once again, I think the key, if you want to accentuate the positives as we do on this show and try to try to maintain that positive attitude is the Padres spent a shit ton of money on their team. And the Arizona Diamondbacks led by Corbin Carroll, who's 175 pounds soaking wet, and Dalton Varsho, who's four foot eight, uh, somehow <laughs> almost swept them in this series, right? They were very close, but I'm not going to take anything away from our guys. They were wonderful. The young guys, Varsho, McCarthy, um, you know, Corbin Carroll, obviously, they were all great uh, in this series at times. And I mean, again, they just showed how much they can contribute. Uh, game one, we talked about Ryan Nelson so much that I have we don't need to touch on that anymore but game two Merrill Kelly was sharp like you said in fact perfect through four innings and then once again this guy tweets about the lack of offense I think I also said something about uh, oh my god we're so good uh and then (laughs) after that but uh Merrill Kelly was sharp through four but he really he really lost his command after that and that was one thing that was frustrating I think both for him and for us as fans to watch because he was cruising and then next thing you know, it was it like, forget cruising. He could, he, he barely knew how to, it seemed like he barely knew how to pitch, you know? And, and again, that's not taking anything away from him. It just, it's just incredible how fast a pitcher can go from being dominant to being yeah. essentially, I'm not even going to say figured out his command just wasn't there. He was walking guys after that point. He was, he, he was really struggling to get stuff in the strike zone. And then when he did, it was, you know, a meatball down the middle of the plate. So uh, just an uncharacteristic, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, flame out there at the end of the of his outing for Merrill Kelly. And then the bullpen couldn't pick up the team or him. And once again, lost yet another game. Ian Kennedy blows the save in the ninth. The Padres look like they were never going to stop scoring uh, in that game, by the way. Uh, and again, I know, like I said, we put a lot of it on the bullpen because they did lose the game and it is another loss credited to the bullpen they should be able to hold these games the starting pitching should be able to hand it over the bullpen with two innings to go and have them be able to get them to where they they you know win the game right but that's not only is that questionable at this point with this team it's uh have we have we lost derek is this just me yeah all right I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure if I was the only one. Uh, Leah, our producer, is nodding her head right now. Um, yeah, Derek, is, he's at a loss for words, everyone. Uh, we'll just we'll just leave it like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this series was rough for the Diamondbacks. Hopefully Derek can uh, can join us again here shortly. I'll I'll just kind of keep things moving along here in the meantime. Uh, something that really stood out to me, though, um, Merrill Kelly, frankly, has allowed very few home runs this entire season. And I'm not sure like how realistic it really was for Merrill Kelly um, to stay in that spot long term. I mean, he had allowed, I want to say, single digit home runs entering his start yesterday. Um, And yes, Charles Woodall Pike, I think you are spot on. The bullpen did finally break Derek. Um, uh, Hopefully, hopefully he's able to to recover and, and join us again here at some point. But yeah, that was my thought with the game yesterday was just that Merrill Kelly has been 
he's like really dodged the home run bullet um, in a pretty impressive way throughout the season. And that's something that pitchers do have control over. But at a certain point, it becomes pretty hard to maintain uh, the level of home run prevention that he had up until yesterday's game. So, uh, you know, regression is regression is a harsh mistress, as they say. And I think that was maybe expected at some point that Merrill Kelly was going to allow a couple of home runs. And uh, unfortunately, the Padres really uh, sort of went off all at the same time. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yesterday's game was was obviously rough. Um, I know the bullpen is sort of what everyone is probably thinking about more than anything right now. Uh, one thing I will say with regard to the bullpen is that, um, unfortunately, hey, there he is. Derek yeah, is back. And I have no internet. I'm on my phone right now, internet, so I have no idea how this is going to go, but please continue, <laughs> sir. I was talking about how, so, and, and well, I guess maybe let's just pull up by the numbers right now. Um, because I'm gonna I'm gonna reference a number that's there. We'll maybe jump into some of the other numbers a little bit later. But going off by the numbers, Derek, the Diamondbacks bullpen ERA in the series was 3.68, right? Not actually that bad. The Diamondbacks bullpen right. gave up only three runs in the series. The problem was um two out of those three runs came at the worst possible time, right? In the game on Monday, the Diamondbacks won five to nothing. The bullpen could have given up four runs in that game without changing the outcome. Um, and in the game today, you know, the Diamondbacks had already, you know, were already trailing by the time the bullpen came in. The bullpen could have given up however many runs without changing the outcome of this game, right? The Diamondbacks uh, still would have lost because they just didn't get the offense that they needed. Um, so really, the only time in this series where the where the bullpen really couldn't give up a run was in that Tuesday game. You know, when they have a one run lead and of course, that's when they give up the two runs and, and you know, they get walked off and lose the game. So unfortunately, that's a big part of how bullpens work is it's like it's not just, you know, what is your bullpen ERA? It's like in which games do you stumble in which games do you allow those runs to score? And unfortunately, right. in this series, it was basically the worst possible outcome. Yeah, it absolutely was. And uh, again, like I said, even though we do want to uh, put all the bullpen memes up and scream about the bullpen, uh, you know, they, they, it wasn't completely on them in this series. And honestly, the starting pitching ends up looking worse than it actually should because Tommy Henry really had a bad outing today. And I mean, Tommy Henry, yes, I did have to rage quit, Elizabeth. I didn't even want to talk about the bullpen. I shouldn't have come back <laughs> until we got went on to the next segment. But uh, Tommy Henry was once again ineffective in his start. Uh, his last two starts, uh, as we tweeted out, eight and one-thirds inning pitch, 15 hits, 12 runs, 12 earned runs, five walks, six strikeouts, uh, hit by pitch, yeah. and three home runs given up. So his last two outings have not been very encouraging. And once again, it's right now for the Diamondbacks. That's really what the tail end of this season right now is about, is feeling these guys out. They're going to have good outings. They're going to shine at times, right? But it's... It's trying to figure out which of these guys is going to be a consistent contributor to the starting rotation, right? Ryan Nelson was excellent in game one. That does not mean he's going to be excellent in his next start, right? And that's that's more of what we're yeah. looking for. That's what we were looking for from Tommy Henry. We were looking for him to build and to get better, uh, get more comfortable as he progresses uh, at a major league level. And unfortunately, we're not seeing that from Tommy Henry. Yeah, it's just been a rough couple starts. And uh, I know I was sort of the 
I was the guy that everyone was mad at a few weeks ago because I was showing some some signs that I was a little bit concerned about Tommy Henry, mm-hmm. even though uh, some of the numbers fault. for him at the time were the, were were pretty good. Um, but yeah, now you've started to see things kind of come back into balance. You just can't get as little swing and miss as Tommy Henry has gotten in his major league career and have success. It's just not sustainable. Um, and he was able to do that for a few starts. He was able to have a couple really good outings, even without getting a whole lot of strikeouts. Um, and he did have an outing where, where those numbers bumped up. But on the whole, there just hasn't been much swing and miss for Tommy Henry. The stuff is yeah. not is not above average. I'll just say that the stuff is is sort of average. And, and really what makes Tommy Henry good in the moments that he is good is his command. Like he in AAA this year for a few months was the kind of guy who didn't walk anyone, you know, who, who generally put his pitches right where he wanted to. And we haven't really seen that guy in the big leagues, especially in this game today. It felt like Tommy Henry was kind of spraying the fastball all over the place. Um, you know, there were occasional good pitches here and there. He did throw a decent number of strikes when it was all said and done. Uh, but they, I don't think they were quality strikes. Like, I don't think he was hitting his spots. Um, and, and he doesn't have the kind of stuff that really lets you get away with very much. And so it, yeah. Tommy Henry totally could turn things around. I, I don't want to say this is in any way, you know, a sign that his major league career is is over. Or he doesn't have a future or anything like that but he needs that command to be pristine. That's what's going to make him effective. And we haven't seen that now in the last few starts. Chris in the comments says, this is the actually portion of the show brought to you by Jesse. We're going to title that's what I'm here uh, for the, well, actually, <laughs> well, actually, you know, here's where, what Jesse has to say, but uh, it's definitely something we've noticed and something we saw with Ryan Nelson, as far as the other end of the spectrum, Ryan Nelson yeah. looked very comfortable. He looked very dominant. He looked like he was, able to overpower hitters, full hitters at times. His stuff just looked good and he looked confident. His stuff is in good. Stuff. Like he his yeah. stuff is genuinely good. His stuff is better than Tommy Henry's stuff. He can get away with more stuff than Tommy Henry can because he's throwing like 96, 97 with some consistency. 98.1 miles per 98.1. Yes. Oof. All right. Well, uh, and he's not the only one of our young guys that we need to praise. Of course, we're going to praise Dalton Varsho and everything yes. that he's been doing for this team. But specifically in this series, our short king was our short king of the series. Uh, going batting 400 in this uh, in two games and uh, one pinch hit appearance in game one. Three home runs, three RBIs, three runs, all uh, solo shots. But we're not going to take anything away from him because his power has been surprising and more more i guess not surprising but consistent especially lately he's just been able to power the ball and uh i mean you know this was a guy that we were curious if if he was going to hit 20 home runs and now this is where we're at yeah i mean the dalton varsho had never hit more than five home runs in a month um coming into this game uh, in his big league career he's never had more than five home runs in a month and he still hasn't uh but Derek he already has five in September and it is September 7th uh so he is on a pretty good track for being able to do that in in the month of September he's just he been has all the tools Jesse the... he has all the tools all the tools he has all the tools I don't know if you've heard um heard that before but 
all the time. I've never never heard that. No, never no. never heard yeah. that. Somehow no, I've been I mean, following should... our Twitter account for several months, and I've just how? never come how? across that. I don't know that's how crazy. that's possible. Uh, no, Varsho has been just so good for this baseball team, and in the last four games that he started, he's homered in all of them, including, of course, the two-homer game today. Uh, he became the fifth player ever to have a multi-home run game against you, Darvish. Uh, it hasn't been done since 2017, so it's been more than five years since anyone has pulled that off. You Darvish is a very good starting pitcher, so doing that against a guy like him is impressive. And Derek, he almost had number three against Josh Hader in the so ninth close. inning. So close. That was so very close. close. <laughs> I wanted it. I wanted it so bad, but uh, of course, we can't have nice things anymore. Uh, and, you know, that's that's how this season seems to go. But uh, we want to thank our short king for being the king of the series. And of course, if you haven't had a chance to do so already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, football is here. College football, NFL, it's football time. You know, the, it's it's a pretty good time for baseball, too. So don't forget to get down on the baseball betting as well. But since it is the first week of the NFL season, DraftKings Sportsbook and your friends at PHNX are hooking you up right now. New customers can get down uh, with betting using our code of phnx betting just five dollars on any nfl team to win and it doesn't matter if they do or not because you will get two hundred dollars instantly in free bets uh, regardless of if your team wins or not and also make sure to check out some of the promotions the DraftKings have right now especially that uh early win promotion that they have going on download the DraftKings sportsbook app use promo code phnx get yourself your money and then bet on any nfl team to win if your team leads by 10 points at any time during the game, which that's kind of like a five run lead in baseball, right, Jesse? So like uh, like they, they would have won their money in game two, even though the Diamondbacks ended up losing. Right. That's the that's the equivalent to this in, in football. So uh, if your team win, leads by 10 at any point during the game, you win and get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, and Jesse, that's not the only uh, sports uh, gaming that we're going to do this week because we're also getting down with our new friends from Underdog. Uh, I just signed up for Underdog Fantasy. Uh, you can get me on there at, of course, Mayor of PHNX. But it's the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season, especially if you're not looking to go with the DraftKings route. You can get down on the Fantasy in their pick'em game over at Underdog Fantasy. Look for your favorite players to... Uh, just pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry, whether they will hit the stats or not hit the stats, higher or lower uh, total than the stat in this week's game. Get all of your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money over at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, also, I, uh, I look, I'm I'm pretty good, Jesse, at uh, at 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 not having confidence in people. So uh, on the on the. Uh, <laughs> underdog fantasy app i tend to go with the under i tend to go with the lower total than the stat so uh and and i'm pretty sure that our friend shane Deathenlock would call me uh uh i don't know a hater i think he'd say i don't like fun by doing that i don't care i play the way i want to play and you can too over at the underdog fantasy app uh just search in the app store or click the link in the show notes sign up with promo code phnx an underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 dollars that's underdog fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Uh, and some some guys, Jesse, that aren't getting in on the action seem to be the guys that we would think would help this Diamondbacks team win the most. I'm talking about the vets. I'm even going to throw Cattell Marte in there. Who Cattell has been struggling and in a slump in this game. 
there were times at the plate where he was a detriment to this team. There was times in the outfield where his defense wasn't very sharp. But you also have the guys that a lot of people are talking about in Bumgarner, Melanson, and Kennedy. Guys that take up a considerable portion of this team's payroll, and in those three individuals at least, account for 30. 30, Jesse, of the team's losses. So I guess, you know, I know we've brought this up before, but it just seems like uh, the closer role not only is cursed for this team, but it almost (laughs) feels like the veterans, you know, providing and or producing for this team also seems to be kind of cursed at this point. I noticed uh, some things that bees has pointed out in the comments section. Uh, I think, I think bees is thinking some things that a lot of diamondbacks fans are thinking right now. Um, can't help, but wonder where this team would be with all-star Marte uh, all-star Marte plus good bullpen equals wildcard spot. Those are compelling arguments, right? Like could tell Marte last year, didn't play that much. He only played about half the season, but he was a really good player. And coming into this year, Derek, we had a lot of questions about this 2022 Diamondbacks baseball team, but Cattell wasn't one of them. Like he was one of the few sure things about this baseball team coming into this season. And what's happened is over the last two months, the Diamondbacks do not have a less valuable position player than Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte has been the Diamondbacks' worst position player, according to wins above replacement, um, dating back to like the second week of July, um, as Derek does the thing with baseball bat that you all have been waiting to see. No, not you too. It's it's dumbfounding, right? I mean, Cattell has had this like this weird. I don't, I don't even know what exactly, like what exactly to pin on, like how to explain this sort of thing that we've noticed with Cattell. But in 2019, he was an elite player in 2020, you know, the pandemic season, uh, he was sort of just okay. And then in 2021 last year, he was hurt, but he was very, very good when he was on the field. And then this year he sort of looks like his 2020 self. Um, so I guess if the pattern continues, Derek, that means he'll be elite again in 2023. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know if that's a the good thing to bet on, out. but the math checks out. It It's bizarre though. Out. And the diamond and the fact that Cattell is not really playing uh, great defense anymore. Although he did look better today. He made a couple nice plays in, in this game, but um, the fact that the defense seems to be on the downswing also brings some concerns about like, you know, what, what is he going to be in two or three years when he's still under team downswing. control? Downswing. <laughs> All right, sorry. I heard you say downswing, and that just reminded me I didn't hit the top of it hard enough. Jesse, oh, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because we were talking about playoffs, which just seems fucking absurd at this point. On Monday's episode, it's Wednesday night. Yeah, It's incredible how two losses has changed the complexion of this season, right? But the Diamondbacks really already are in a playoff race at this point. So every loss, every win is critical for this team. If they have any hope at all of actually making the playoffs and actually, you know, succeeding uh, in, in that goal this season, right? It's so unlikely. And I'm sure even within the organization, they're not even considering it to be a possibility, right? But no. with this, with them being so far out, the one single loss when they were up five to nothing seemed devastating enough to just let the air out of the playoff balloon, right? And so now here we are, a series that 
we honestly went into hoping that we just wouldn't see the Diamondbacks get swept. They were close to not only winning the series, but sweeping it themselves, potentially at times, if you want to look at it from that perspective, right? They were close in game three. They were tied several times. They were even up in game three. They were up in game two. They were up in all of these games. So there is, you can't say that they didn't have at one point a grip on this series and a grip at even potentially sweeping it, right? So the two losses now just seem to be so devastating, you know? And, and again, it would, it, it really was a thing that we talked about where they would have to play perfect baseball in order for the playoffs to even be on the horizon and a possibility for them. I just think the, 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 the inability to have that clutch factor in a game like they had in game two, I'm not even mad about game three. I mean, we had Corbin Carroll hit his first home run. That man, uh, got terrorized by his team when he came back to the, to the <laughs> dugout. Jesse, no one spoke to him. Tori Lavallo, that menace, that sociopath, he's just over there chewing sunflower seeds while Corbin <laughs> Barrels walks past him after he hit his first home run. I wouldn't, ha- I don't have the spirit for that, Jesse. I, I would have exploded inside trying to keep from hugging that man when he came back. So, I mean, uh, there was, there's plenty of, of fine moments in game three that just, the Diamondbacks just lost that game, you know. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it was kind of funny because uh, Juan Soto got pulled out of the game due to getting hit by Tommy Henry, and I wasn't happy about it. Not only was I, you know, it sucks to see someone get hit, injured, and pulled out of the game, but Juan Soto was not doing very good, so I wanted to see him remain in the lineup. But, uh, Jesse, you talked, of course, about the closer role for this team. Uh, Ian Kennedy, Mark Melanson. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with Bumgarner. I don't know what to do with these guys. Obviously, the Diamondbacks have two out of three under contract um, still next season, and I don't know where we go from there, but it also just doesn't seem like the Diamondbacks can do anything right at times when it comes to that closer role, even you know, historically, currently. Throw someone that's young in there, he probably would do bad too. It just it just doesn't seem like it. anything works out for them when it comes to the back end of their bullpen. No, not really. Uh, they've tried some different things and nothing has really worked. I mean, I guess Ian Kennedy is sort of the the one guy that they've tried. Um, Tori Lovello said they were going closer by committee, but it really seems to have just been Ian Kennedy as the closer for the last few weeks. Um, but it's hard, Derek. I mean, I don't know what direction you go when Mark Melanson's just been sort of a disaster all year. Ian Kennedy's blown two consecutive saves. And Joe Mantiply is not throwing the baseball very well right now. He gave up another run in the game today. Um, I believe over his last, so this is going back to August 21st, Joe Mantiply has a 12.71 ERA um, over five and two thirds innings. He's given up eight runs in his last five and two thirds innings. So not very good. No, no, it's not. And so at that point, it's like, if you don't have, you know, the two guys who were closers for their teams last year and Kennedy and Melanson, if those guys aren't, aren't viable options and Joe Manaply, your all-star isn't a viable option. Reyes Maranta, like, Reyes like Caleb Smith. I, yes. I don't know. Is that, is that your pick, Derek? Is that who you're Reyes going with? Maranta. Yeah. I would have left him in in game two man was rolling. And I don't just mean that because he's round. I mean, he was rolling because he was on a roll and I didn't see any reason to stop what was going on. But 
Uh, that's only because in hindsight, it always looks better. If he would have blown it, I would have been screaming. Why didn't, you know, they put any in Kennedy. Yeah. Now, right. If it doesn't go right, you can always question the manager. And that's something that we saw a lot of people do of Tori Lovello this season. Understandably at sometimes, but uh, it's at other times, I feel like Tori gets the brunt of, of the anger when it, it doesn't yeah. really seem like he can do anything right. You know, we were screaming about him doing something different from Melanson and he did. And, that really hasn't worked out well for them. You know, like I said, uh, those the the bullpen has accounted for the most losses in Major League Baseball by a bullpen. And that is something that the Diamondbacks will have to think a lot about this offseason, you know, and I, I don't know yeah. what their answer is going to be for it, but it needs to be the priority they address, which is a good thing. At the beginning of this season, they had so many other positional needs and such to address. And now it really feels like they filled a lot of those roles with qualified candidates that are exciting to watch and even have backups, right? Like Emmanuel Rivera at third base has been great for them. Josh Rojas, he can still fill in and he's still very good, but to have an everyday third baseman that's capable of playing the position and capable of providing you with offense, it's, it's, it's something we, had three guys that couldn't even make up one guy seemingly when this season started. So things are starting to work themselves out, but the Diamondbacks will still have positional needs that they need to address. And for the most part, it's going to all be pitching. It seems like because the team is really solid defensively. Otherwise there's not a lot of holes there. What on uh, earth is wrong with Shane? <laughs> what is does Jay, Leah, do you want to chime in here? What's going on with Shane Googling? <laughs> She says no. She's staying out of this one. We need to talk, Shane. Um, the audio people it. The audio people are left in the dark, Derek. Explain yeah, what Shane put in the comments. Shane Diefenbach put in the comments. Jesse Friedman shirtless picks, and then he said, "Oh shoot, this isn't Google." Um, and yeah, I get it. I get it. Jesse's hot, but let's respect his mind. All right, let's. Keep it clean here, Shane. If you go to uh, Google, though, you will find many of them. It's oh just, my you god! Went, you just went to the wrong spot. So <laughs> nice. Well, I know what I know. I'm spending my night, but uh, you can spend oh, your god. night reading Jesse's article over at gophnx.com. It is D-backs after dark, Jesse. Don't forget that. But uh, uh, check true. out Jesse's wonderful article while you're searching for shirtless pictures of him. Uh, he writes <laughs> his his brain is as big as his pecs, folks. Uh, but make sure to uh, check out his wonderful writing because Jesse uh, does do some incredible writing. And he covered this very topic that we're discussing about the Diamondbacks uh, bullpen situation now, then, and forever, because it just seems like it's never going to be any better than it currently is. But if you're watching us right now on the YouTube channel at nearly 10 o'clock at night, we appreciate you being here. Thank you for staying up. I hope some of you are eating ice cream. That's the best way uh, to, to enjoy D-backs after dark. Uh, make sure if you're following us here, make sure to uh, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Give us a little thumbs up. We appreciate the support, and we appreciate you guys being here in the comments. Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure you subscribe there as well. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you think we deserve it, uh, and then, then you can go finish searching for Jesse's shirtless pictures. But uh, more importantly, <laughs> while you're doing that uh, and all of that, make sure to get yourself some tickets to some sporting events, to some concerts. Uh, life is short, folks. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time, and you should spend it enjoying your favorite sports, concerts, and shows through our friends at Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site. 
makes it easier than ever to score the best last-minute deals on tickets. Save up to 60% when you buy tickets last minute, like me, all the time. Uh, procrastinators out there, unite. But uh, Charles Woodall Pike says, carne asada, fries, best sad comfort root food. Best sad mm. comfort food. You're not wrong. That is a, that's a solid, that's a solid uh, comfort food for a loss. And make sure if you're, if you're doing that, maybe get yourself a breakfast burrito for tomorrow morning. Put that bad boy aside and you're already set for the morning. This, the, this is the sage advice we provide to you folks here. Um, but of course, if you love us, if you love breakfast burritos, if you love PHNX, you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description uh, and make sure to always save 60% on your tickets. Don't ever, don't ever buy, don't buy anything for full price ever at any time. Um, that's why you get yourself a PHNX membership. Get yourself the annual membership. You'll save. You get yourself a free t-shirt. Look at all the money I'm saving you. If you want to get a month-to-month option, we'll still save you money. We'll give you your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of what membership you choose, you will not only get access to our members-only Discord, which, as Chris says, we, we're we we're the best place to be. I mean, it's worth the membership alone just for the access to the Discord. And, of course, we'll hook you up with uh, members-only discounts over at the PHNX Locker. Uh, let's get an all-city update, by the way, Jesse. Of course, all-city, the only division that matters to us at this point. Uh, the White Sox still have quite the lead at 69 and 68. Diamondbacks falling back a little bit, but they still have the best division record. And I'm not too mad about finishing in second place if that's how the season ends. But uh, the Denver Rockers, uh, DNVR Rockies, they got out of the cellar there and the Cubs still hang out down there. But uh, Jesse, any thoughts on us and our, our fellow all city teams? Well, first of all, uh, Josh Hunt is very disappointed that there were no results when he tried searching uh, Jesse Friedman shirtless pick. So I, I just want to send my my condolences there. Um, but yes, as far as the uh, as far as the All City Division is concerned, um, the uh, the Diamondbacks have still have a shot in this, right? Um, and you know, I I know you were talking about playoffs earlier and the fact that um, things are not looking so good for the Diamondbacks at this point. Um, I don't want to shut the door on the playoffs completely, Derek, but we're getting sort of close to that point where the Diamondbacks now are now 10 games out of the wild card. That's a serious mountain to climb in about yeah. three or four weeks. So, uh, but yeah, as far as the all city division is fact, concerned, there's still speaking some hope. of which not to cut you off, but, uh, I think we found out that like in the wild card, as far as the wild cards concerned, no team has come back from a 10 game deficit or more. I think that's something, right? Isn't that? I thought yeah, that was, that was that's as of as of September first. This is from the Elias Sports Bureau. Um, as of September first, which is granted a few days ago now, um, no team has overcome a ten game deficit to make the playoffs as a wild card team. So that's just the wild card era. So that's only sure it's only covering about thirty years of baseball history. But in that span, no team was was out by ten or more games on September first and managed mm. to make the playoffs as a wild card team. So the diamondbacks would be, they're 10 games out on September 7th. Right. So it would be, uh, they would be doing something that no team has ever probably even gotten close to doing in the past. All right. Well, uh, let's take a look at that schedule that's coming up and see how likely it is that that's happening. Diamondbacks have three games on the road against Colorado. Don't miss Sunday's game. That is Zach gallons opportunity to take Brandon overtake Brandon Webb for most consecutive scoreless innings pitched then Jesse Dodgers and more Padres so 
I don't like this. This doesn't look great. And uh, no. maybe if there maybe if there were some more Milwaukee Brewers games left on the schedule, I might feel differently. But I, uh, I I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling good about this. No, the the Rockies, frankly, are the last team the Diamondbacks will play this year that the Diamondbacks are better than, you know, clearly just like looking at records. Uh, they do have some games against the Giants. Those teams are obviously still pretty close in the standings. But other than that, I mean, it's all Padres, Astros, Brewers, Dodgers. It's a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way. And I know we've we've talked in the past about how maybe the playoffs is an unrealistic goal, which I think at this point we're we're pretty much there with the playoffs being pretty hard to reach. Um, but 500 is still it's ambitious, but it's still out there like it's still something the Diamondbacks could do. Um, they're 65 and 71 after the loss today. So they'd have to finish 16 and 10 in a very, very difficult stretch through the rest of the year. But I don't know, Derek. Is that is that possible? Like sixteen no. and ten over the last? No. no. Okay. All right. No. Nothing's possible <laughs> anymore, Jesse. Uh, I've lost all hope and all faith, uh, and I just want this season to end now at this point. Uh, and that's that's how I feel after a loss. Yes, I'm dramatic. Uh, I haven't had my OGs, and maybe had I, I might be taking this a little differently. So maybe you get mm. yourself OGs. Maybe you can enjoy these losses a little bit better than I do. I don't know. I hate it, but OGs helps me get over it. Uh, find yourself some OGs at your local dispensary. They are, of course, the top-selling uh, gummy, medical gummy, marijuana gummy. doesn't matter. Whatever you look for, uh, they have doses, variety of flavors, variety of strains, all that over at OGsBrands.com or on OGsBrands on Instagram. Uh, I was the subject, for some reason, of their newsletter today, Jesse. They wanted to interview the mayor. Uh, I was accused of being made of 60% water, 40% OGs gummies. That might be accurate. I don't know. But, of course, get yourself some OG's gummies over uh, wherever you get your local uh, goods from, your local dispensary. And also, make sure to check out our uh, on gophnx.com little promo we're giving away, some free gummies, some free stuff. It's our OG's Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. Enter over at gophnx.com. You can win yourself an OG's gummies, three bags of OG's gummies, including my favorite, the orange creamsicle, an OG's hat, phnx t-shirt of your choice and a phnx annual membership uh no open shirt derek does not come uh with this particular promotion but he still is in the running for closer next year uh and of course must be 21 or older to enjoy our friend at ogs and enjoy responsibly uh, and that's not the only giveaway of course we are always uh enjoying our time at four peaks so make sure to join us on the final wednesday of every month where all of our beats will be broadcasting from the 8th street pub four peaks but join us this saturday starting at 3 30 for our asu watch party as the sun devils take on oklahoma state at the fort peaks a street pub uh, that's saturday september 10th at 3 30 p.m free entry into that there's going to be food and drink specials it's going to be one hell of a good time uh, make sure to check out our link in the show notes to sign up for free and if you don't get a chance to get out there make sure to grab yourself some four peaks at your local grocery store must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly uh b says let's be the best mid team we can be i like that that's <laughs> that should be our rally call for the rest of the season of course uh, <laughs> there is some truth to that there is some truth to that right like yeah. out of all the teams that are sort of on the outside looking into the playoff picture the diamondbacks are like right at the top of the list like they're one of the better teams in that group so it's true um it's true. after winning 52 games last year there are worse places for the 2022 Diamondbacks to land when it's all said and done. You know what, though? 
the expectations are changed. Uh, I was talking with Faj today. We were both talking about our disappointment of game two. And the one thing he brought up to me that I completely agreed with was we are at a point now where this Diamondbacks team that is completely different from the team that started the season would be a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs next season. Now we'll see how things play out between now and then. Really? Right? But you think so? All, I feel like it. I'm not talking about dominating. I'm not talking about winning the NL West. I'm saying making the playoffs, right? And I think hmm. that this team right now is built to make the playoffs had these guys played the entire season, right? And I mean, of course, there's a lot of, even the 30 losses, right? We talk about the 30 losses Melanson, Bumgarner, and Kennedy jointly have, right? But who knows? Who knows if the other person, if their replacement, if they're, you know, whoever would be in their role, if they weren't in that role, would be doing any better. Maybe not, right? So uh, yeah. it's just going to be interesting to see, but it's nice that that, that has changed. The, the eye level has changed. The expectations for this team has changed. This team is no longer a bad baseball team. This team is a team filled with potential, filled with excitement for the future. And honestly, I, I think even your staunch, you know, critics would say that this team isn't that far away from being a competitive baseball team. It's just not yeah. this season, right? It's not going to be, they're not going to compete with the Dodgers, uh, you know, this season. And who knows what happens between now and next year, right? Who knows what pieces get added and how this team improves uh, both talent wise and in other ways. Right. But um, I need to let you guys know what's going on at the office. I spent today, Jesse installing an Xbox, uh, hiding wires. It sounds amazing. Uh, I was plugging in uh, reclining chairs. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces still going on. So we'll keep you updated on our uh, office and what we got going on for this Friday. Uh, also, make sure to check out our friends at More Furniture that made our office look so beautiful. Uh, we can't. I'm not even going to hype it up anymore. I've hyped it up enough. There's a mural, Jesse. I can't wait for you guys to see the mural. Anyway, uh, new studio, new furniture. All thanks to More. Uh, they hooked us up. So check them out at morefurniture.com. Also, I have to announce uh, that I will be taking on, I guess, Craig Morgan this week on Southwest Bias. Really? Wow. Yeah. This is going right. to be incredible. <laughs> Let me tell you, I already know the stunts that this guy is going to pull, right? <laughs> He's already hobbling around on his walker, talking about <laughs> how much he hates hot dogs with ketchup on them and IPAs. And like, he's just, he's underselling you know, his true killer instinct, right? He's trying to make himself look like a feeble old man. That's just right for right for the picking Jesse. And I know Craig Morgan that he's full of shit. That man is a tiger inside. And I know that I'm going to be prepared for it. So don't think I'm taking Craig Morgan and his Walker lightly because that's all. It's all a scam. See, Leah says, don't let him get you with the Walker. He's getting medically cleared tomorrow. You see, <laughs> he might fight me on Friday, Jesse. It's might get physical on Southwest bias. So you guys do not miss that because it's going to be a blast. And of course, until then, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We will be back on Friday, you guys. No show tomorrow, but we will be back on Friday with a live show at 1 p.m. So make sure to tune in there. Join us. Bring your lunch. Uh, and spend your Friday with us. We don't we do not do this often, so we're excited. Uh, and, and yes, we might be spending some more Fridays with you once the season ends. So looking forward to 
updating you guys on the schedule and everything like that. But of course, uh, Josh Hunt says the tennis balls are coming off tomorrow. Craig's not holding back. <laughs> Bring it on, Craig. Bring it on. But thank you guys. I will so say you uh, you should be you should be careful, Derek, because what I noticed watching last week's episode of Southwest Bias was that Craig was one hundred and fifty percent reading from a script the entire time. He had his responses scripted down word for word, which is not a strategy that I think I've ever seen someone use in the past on Southwest Bias. People probably jotting down bullet points, you know, like like they got some notes in front of them or whatever. But Craig is just like straight reading from a word doc that's probably like 1500 words long or something. So you might want to do your research in advance going into tomorrow, Uh, Derek. I'm just just, warning you right now. He's going to outright me, Jesse. He's going to fucking outright me. That's the way it's going to (laughs) go. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us. I need your support, so show up on Southwest Bias, you guys. Of course, until then, we thank you guys for joining us. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't lose. <laughs> <laughs>